0: Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis
1: and I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world.
0: Enjoy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Third Option. Uh, today we're talking about uh, La La Land. Have you ever heard of La La Land?
1: I've heard of La La Land, but this is Law L A W L A W. The other
0: one, the La La, I mean L A L A, isn't that a name for Los Angeles? Is that what they call? It? Is that what they call it? La La L A.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just know it as the title of that movie with uh, Ryan Gosling. Right. Mean, yeah,
0: about like. La Hollywood or whatever, mm-hmm. but we're talking about a different law, law land. We're talking about <laughs> about leaving the land of the law, and why? Because um, uh, especially First uh, John chapter three has some things to say about it that really make it clear. And, and I hope our conversation can help somebody mm-hmm. to see the vast difference and the benefit of uh, n- not living mm-hmm. in law, law, law land or a place where. Where keeping of the law is 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 paramount.
1: Can I can I just insert something that I kind of saw this week about um, the Old Testament when the Israelites were were going trying to go into the Promised Land, and you know God had promised them this land filled with milk and honey flowing. It's like this land of abundance and luxury is you know, everything in the old covenant is pointing towards Jesus and everything in the new covenant is Jesus revealed, right? Mm-hmm. So that promised land is really a picture of what we have today with Jesus. Right. Our life with Jesus is the promised land. And the promised land is is what we come out of the la-la land for, right? Like. Right. The the law law land kept us, mm-hmm. and now we're entering into this luxurious, abundant living. Mm-hmm. It's only through Jesus, like that's where we um, receive in Christ.
0: That. We have the expression of the Father. We have the revelation of. Um, of that relationship not being influenced by sin by our own weaknesses or wicked works we have uh it's the land of milk and honey which is a land of luxury and goodness and abundance and sweetness and that's why we uh talk so much about the grace and goodness and love of god because that's milk and honey mm-hmm. that's not bitterness <laughs> right. they ate bitter herbs when they when they were leaving egypt <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and they struggled with some things in, you know in the desert uh, on their way where the law was given there at Mount Sinai. But uh, in Christ, um, the Bible says in him there is no sin. We'll talk about that uh, more. But I, I want to start off by, first of all, talking about um, the differences between living a um, a legalistic life and, and a grace life. And, most of us, when it comes to legalism, most of us claim not to be legalists. I know I claimed not to be legalists, but when I look back at that time, I thought there was still a lot of legalism there. Um, there was there was some grace there, but it was what we call mixture. Um, but uh, that mixture has enough legalism that Jesus was talking about, and he really was talking about legalism when he said, A little leaven leavens a whole up. Paul said the same thing. And uh, so there's a, there's, a, there's a difference there. And, um, you know, First John... Uh, chapter three, verse one tells us that um, to consider the magnitude of this love that that God calls us his very children. And he says, and we do that. And he says, and a lot of people don't understand us because they didn't understand him. They didn't understand the revelation of Jesus revealing a wonderful father to us and calling us his children uh, and they don't under- they didn't understand that because they have more of a contractual idea of a relationship with God, and a contract relationship is uh, based on limited liability in other words, if I do this then it fulfills a contract where the other party, God, will do that.
1: He's obligated to do that. He's obligated
0: because I do certain things or certain acts of obedience. And if I
1: don't do these things in the contract, then my partner, God, Mm -hmm. will not...
0: Yeah. Do he, he doesn't have to bless part. me yeah he doesn't have to heal me he doesn't have to give me favor
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know he doesn't doesn't have to honor me he does, he doesn't have to do any of those things based on a contract you know and, when you have a contractual idea of your relationship with God
1: and here we are these imperfect humans who can't keep it all together, so it's sort of so discouraging, yeah, because we're in this contract relationship where I'm always going to lose and yeah. so god will never need to bless me or heal me or forgive me and that's me why or... christians
0: when you live in la la land or the land of law the um, there's always seems to be a gap to be mm-hmm. filled there's always something more that you have to do You're, mm-hmm. if we feel often like we're just looking for the next thing the next what's the next secret the next key the next event the next visitation from god the next revelation that i need what is it the next the next vow that I make to God, something, the next fulfillment of obedience that I need. What is it? And there always seems to be some shortcoming. The opposite of that would be, uh, instead of living uh, by, by a contract with God, would be living in communion. Mm-hmm. with God. Whereas a, contact, a contract is based on limited liability. Uh, a communion is based on unlimited reliability because it's based on, it's based on love, a loving relationship. And so it's communion or common union with God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, uh, promoted that so often by saying I and my father are one father. I pray that they would be one with us like we are one. And, and, um, and it's called common union, and so you're in this loving relationship that's not based on uh, fulfilling obligations. Mm-hmm. It's based on 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 love, and I and I, I often use the picture of the prodigal son, because um, because the father's relationship with this son was simply based on love. It had nothing to do with how much money his son blew, blew away and misspent money and how he lived out there with the pigs and all that. It had nothing to do with any of those things. It was totally based on his love for somebody that was his son. And because he was his son, no matter how he acted, he belonged in the house with his mm-hmm. father. He belonged uh, wearing that ring and the robe on his back. He belonged based on the communion or the the union that he had with his father, which really was unbroken, even though the son thought it was broken, mm-hmm. because in his, his mind, he had to live up to a certain standard in order, order to be worthy, um, to be called a son. Mm-hmm. And in Christ, we don't have to live up to that. Uh, another way of looking at that is there again, in the land of law, people tend to have more of a judicial uh, mindset where God is more of a judge than a father than a loving caring patient understanding
1: mm-hmm.
0: father teaching
1: yeah when I envision a judge there's a little bit of a hardness to it and a little bit of like fear authority he, you know he's above me like I don't really I don't really have a connection with him I just know he's extremely uh Above me, you know what I mean? And I don't really have access to like a heart. It's more the, the law, like what's right. And I'm like, he knows what's right. And I've got to like, just be okay with uh, whatever he comes up with. it doesn't
0: feel warm and loving. It feels more cold.
1: And I think I see it reflect in me in my own relationships when maybe I feel a little like kind of hardness in me or... Um, a little frustration or um, like a little bit of a disconnection from people. Like maybe I'll go towards judgment, but I only do it is it's reflecting what I believe uh, really um, about God. It's kind of coming through me that way.
0: That's a very good point um, with that judicial mindset or Or having a judgment. That's why the Bible, probably why the Bible often says not to judge others because it does cause a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing is about connecting again. Yeah. That the Bible talks about how God would gather all things together in one. It's about, first of all, let's connect with God. And as Mm -hmm. we do that, then we learn to connect with ourselves well. So we quit judging ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're not cold and hard on ourselves. And then we're not so cold and hard on other people um, uh, by having more of a judicious relationship. And by that, I mean, we're saying, well, what they did is either right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So it has that, it's that binary tree of knowledge of good and evil kind of thinking. So that all lives there in mm-hmm. la la land. <laughs> and
1: I think what's sad about that place, at least I've seen it in my own life is there's no hope for transformation or change. It's just, you messed up. This is your, Payment that you have to pay because you messed up Mm -hmm. and sorry, better not luck next time. But then I'm left with, I don't even know how to trust myself because I've, I didn't mean to like do that. So now how do I, Mm -hmm. but when I have a connection with this loving, gracious father, there seems to be a place for me to have hope for transformation because there's a, intimacy a connection a trust that um he'll help me
0: so he's because he's not sitting there sitting there passing judgment on whether what you did was right or wrong he's loving he's loving you and and that's understanding Understanding, Mm -hmm. he's patient and see when you come out of the law land and you Mm -hmm. come over into the understanding of god's heart his grace you start to know the father and then you start to experience things and you go wait a minute God always seems to be patient with me. He always seems to be kind. He always seems to be gentle. He always seems to be understanding. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's happening because you're knowing the real Father. Mm-hmm. And you don't have this you start to lose that part in your mind that thinks of him only as a as as a, a a judge. You know, there was uh a few years ago there went around I guess a book was written and a lot of people got a hold of it, but I started hearing a lot of chatter about you know How to operate in the courts of God, you know? And it was all this legal, legal stuff, legal mumble jumbo. Like there's a, you have a, you have an, you have an accuser and you have a judge and you have a lawyer and you have, and it's like we're standing here naked, like, you know? And, and, uh, and, and I never could, could find any place to relate to that kind of teaching or that idea because I just, you know, my answer would always be like, you know, sorry, I just don't relate to my father as a judge that way. He's daddy yeah and and he's he's you know he's he's not there in a legal status or in a judicial yeah. well, status. Well what
1: I think about that is legally you can work it out where legally um you know Jesus comes in and stands for you and mm-hmm. you know wipes away your sin for you but it's kind of this I don't in my mind like a cold it sterile is. environment and it doesn't feel like um, warm to pull, you know, to to create like transformation, to really give you the eyes of a loving father who who not only heals your heart but extends himself through you. Like to me, that is much more helpful than legally getting it right.
0: Yeah. Because uh, life does not come it's a different, from that judiciousness. Yeah. It does not it's come not from,
1: life. from getting yes. it right or wrong. That's right.
0: The life comes from him who is life from the relationship and the union with him. And that's why Jesus is the promised land. Cause he brought us into that with what he, what he did and what he revealed, um, to us. Um, and another reason that there's a judicial mindset when you live in the land of law is because sin is an issue in that land. Now, in Christ, it's not. I mean, the scriptures really bear that out. There again, in First John, um, verse um, uh, verse 5 and 6 says, we know that Christ was manifested to take away our sins, and in him, there is no sin. Now, in the land of law, sin is a big deal it's
1: like every day almost every minute of the day is spent dealing with
0: most things center around 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 sin uh, there's probably more sermons preached about sin by those mm. that live in lawland. People have more of a consciousness. They're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about sin and their shortcoming, and their weakness and how they don't measure up and what they need to be doing, what they ought to be doing. There's just this consciousness of, of sin. And this is what Jesus came to get rid of. It. He was manifested to take that mm. away because in him, there is no sin. So you leave lawland and you get into Christ land. Or Love Land or Grace, land. Yeah. You got, grace yeah. land. And and uh and and in this place there is no sin. Now now you can you can quote sin according to the definition of sin. And mm-hmm. but the definition of sin, again in first John three, is the transgression of the law. Mm. And that verse that says that um, um, says that says that uh, sin is the transgression of the law in verse four. And but he was manifested to take that away, and uh, Romans chapter five thirteen says, "Sin is not imputed where there is no law. So Jesus came to fulfill that law, you know yeah. and it's hard for people to let go of it. They're like they still fulfill, but they're still worried about our about the, about the behavior. This is where people have a rub yeah. about and, and are afraid of talking too much about God's grace and his love. They feel like it needs to be balanced because they think that if you just talk about his grace and his love, then nobody will change their behavior for the better and they won't bear fruit.
1: Yeah, what about that? You know, the sense of like, but if we don't address it, people will um just kind of get away with uh, bad behavior without really being held to account that this should change. I'm thinking about like pastors who fall or people who, um, have held up a high standard and then sort of below it. Like, how do you, cause there is a feeling of unfairness or, or it's not right that they're just,
0: mm-hmm. well, here's the thing. Um, if behavior is really going to change because we've still got the same issues with ministers with pastors with the same there's still there's still moral fail, failure that happens day after day after day um, all those things going, on. and most of the time those people are living in lawless land. They're the preaching one thing have- that that that, that okay. fall. No, no, no. Some of them could have a revelation of grace, but you, it's about no it's it's about knowing the Father and having His heart doing things in your life, and there is fruit mm-hmm. that 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 bears. In fact, First John three talks about about practicing the righteousness, and he and he says, and, and when he says that when you're born of God, he says you can't sin because you've been born of God. Well. Uh, that's because there's no law imputed there. But then he goes, and this is how he, he talks about the fruit. This is how the children of God and the children of the accuser are manifest. Now, where, where can the accuser live only in law, law land. He can't live in a place where there's no sin in Christ.
1: Interesting. He has to yeah, live in yeah.
0: that. He says, and here's how they're manifest. The children of God and the children of the accuser or the, the product of the accuser. Mm-hmm. He says, whoever does not practice righteousness is not operating out of god nor is he who does not love his brother see it's not about fulfilling a a, a tree of knowledge of good and evil or a, a right and wrong it's about it all comes down to love because that's the that's the source of life mm-hmm. that's what brought all creation into being that's what god is he mm-hmm. doesn't just have a lot of love god is actually the energy of love itself and that is what our real life is and when we start to know love Mm -hmm. which is God Mm -hmm. when we start to know love we we manifest that love first we start to live loved Mm -hmm. man it changes starts changing all kinds of things inside you how you see yourself how you see your heavenly father and then how you see other people Mm -hmm. and so that love starts being extended from us because of that and we become a creature of love. Not about, is it right or wrong to do this? And should I be doing that? And should I smoke? And should I be watching this movie? And should I do? See, you're always going to struggle with those things as long as you live in the, in, in la la land or in the law of judiciousness. You're always trying to judge all these things. Well, I don't think a Christian should do this and do that and the other. That's all crap. It doesn't, it, it doesn't produce life if they do it or if they don't do it. They're still in that land of death. Mm. But over in life, it actually produces living fruit, not the artificial stuff that might look good from far away, but it's still full of dead man's bones. It's it, it produces life, and this way, he said this. And and this chapter is really good, First John three, because mm-hmm. it's it's differentiating between the two worlds. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the very first verse, he said, "The world doesn't know that." Well, that world he's talking about is a religious world. That's that's they're not, you know, the the ones that didn't know Christ, the ones that 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 didn't know him were the ones that, you know, were willing to have him crucified, that they they didn't like him. The sinners, the adulterers, the thieves and all that, we don't see anywhere in the Bible where they hated Jesus. You know, Jesus said, you know, if the world hates you, it's because they hated me first. Well, we didn't, I don't, I don't know of any sick, what we would call a sinner in the Bible that hated Jesus. The only ones I know that hated Jesus were people living in La La Land. And so many times he was admonishing them and trying to trying to get them to come out of that law law land. That's why he said things like, "You're of your father, the devil, the accuser, and you're doing his job. You're doing his works. You're receiving accusation and you're giving accusation, and it's all law land, and it's not producing any life." He says, "You don't let you don't enter in to life yourself, and you don't let anybody else in, because the only way." And he said, "Because the only way." To the father is by me. I'm the only one revealing this. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one opening this up. This is who the father is. I am the exact expression of the father. Please look at it. Please listen. And so he showed a wonderful, giving, loving father and not a judge And, and not a judge. And so he says, he says, so this is how it's manifest. If you, if you, if you want to bear fruit. And, and I, I heard somebody very recently say it, uh, a wonderful way. The purpose was not to make us stop sinning. But that change in behavior is a byproduct of the love that we found. The purpose was for us to know Him and to know that love. Mm-hmm. The byproduct is a change in behavior. Mm i've I've seen a change of heart, a change of mind it That's happens
1: so interesting, so good because when we're trying to change behavior we're trying to control something yes. rather than just have a life, and that life is what actually creates the byproduct mm-hmm. of of good behavior, mm-hmm. but it's really tempting in the flesh to want to get there quicker mm-hmm. or it feels like the controlling. We'll mm-hmm. get there quicker yeah
0: and it's like as you said you, you said in the flesh paul paul defined it described it as being in the flesh uh same thing that we're talking about being in the law well i being never the-
1: saw it like when you're judging you're actually taking the role of the accuser right. like that is serious mm-hmm. like um when i decide in my mind i know what you're thinking and it's a bad thing I'm like taking the position of the accuser mm. and I'm making this accusation mm. really having no evidence of it. Right. Just what I think is and going on in your mind. And, it,
0: and, it's, and it's fueled um, by fear. That's what the flesh is about. And when you take that into the religious world, and this is what we, we hear a lot of time coming from some pastors and things, they're afraid. They're afraid that if you give people the freedom. In Christ that Jesus came to give them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're really not trusting Christ in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're, but they feel like we have to put some control and boundaries on. And it, has, it hasn't worked. That's the thing. It didn't work. It doesn't work. And it won't work. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Bible is very clear and talk about when you put those restrictive laws on people, it says all it does is stirs up the passion
1: mm-hmm.
0: of sinfulness. Yes. And so, so, so it becomes all about that. And like you said, they're focused on behavior. And if you're focused on behavior, you're going to be focused on sin because you're looking at what they're doing wrong, mm-hmm. and you're afraid of it. You're scared yeah. that Christians are going to do something wrong, and so you want to control that. Yeah. And God is not a spirit of fear. Paul was very clear, and he said, "Remember that spirit of fear. That's not the spirit God gave us. That's yeah. the spirit of this world. He gave us a spirit of." Power and love yeah. and a sound mind. Mm. That's one that's, that's at peace and rest and harmony mm. with God. Even though we are a weak and foolish vessels, even though we have weak flesh and even though we have human nakedness and frailties, and you know, when Paul even wanted himself, he says, Take this away from me. It was a weakness. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, Take this away from me. And he kept asking, kept asking, because that's what we want to do. We see something wrong, see, so we're judging it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we have to get rid of this. And God wasn't concerned. He said, my grace is sufficient. Adam and Eve had nakedness. God wasn't concerned. Mm -hmm. There was a day they became concerned about it, Mm -hmm. but God wasn't concerned. They said, we hid because we were naked. And he said, who told you that? (laughs) Have you eaten of that tree? Because that tree or that la-la land is the only place that could cause you to feel like this. Mm -hmm. I didn't make you feel like this all this time. Mm -hmm. You've been naked this whole time. I never said anything. I didn't care. I don't do that. There is no condemnation in me. There's only life. Right. And I offered you the tree of life. Right. But you chose La La Land. Mm -hmm. And Adam, it's going to be hard now. You're you're going to have to work really, really hard. And instead of fruit, you're going to get thorns and thistles.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're in La La Land, it's hard. It is. It's hard. It's even hard in yourself Mm because I I feel like, uh, a hardened heart is a um, part of it, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, just like kind of a, Self-protective mm-hmm. um, place because nothing's safe when you're in uh, yeah. La La Land. Yeah.
0: and it's hard because it's all on you, and it's about you trying harder, mm-hmm. getting stronger willpower, promising God you're going to do better, making a choice, making a decision, and mm-hmm. and gritting your teeth and saying I'm going to stop doing this behavior, mm-hmm. and and it's all because of those things. You know, if if there were no La La Land, if you get if it was all about the goodness and grace of God. Nobody would ever do what we call backsliding because people could, could fail and fall on their face and mess up and they would still come straight back to their source of love and life because mm-hmm. they know that's where it comes from and they need it. But if they have a judicial mindset and they mm-hmm. mess up really bad, they just say, uh, I'm in trouble here. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. And because they feel like it's the responsibilities on them. And when we, uh, when we, preach from that land of law, we do put a responsibility on them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, but this brings up a big question in my mind, which is back in the Old Testament, there's there's history of people just doing whatever they wanted and mm-hmm. God just had to wipe them out. And it seemed like the law was established by God in order to help them know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like It seemed like the, the law was helpful from keeping people from just going mayhem, wild, crazy.
0: Was it, was it helpful or was it not? It produced a people that were so bad, even in a religious sense, that the promise the, uh, the, of Jerusalem being destroyed had to happen because it was so bad and it was so ineffective and Jesus said it was ineffective. He said mm. it, that doesn't work. Okay. And he, he said you don't enter in and they don't enter in. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's just about behavior, we can put straitjackets on people. We can, there are things to do if it's just about behavior, but and and people's behavior can change. Right. Let's say you you can go to a you you can go to a treatment or something and you can quit your uh, maybe you can quit your addiction, but that's not necessarily life.
1: life. I understand. It just
0: means you yeah. don't have that anymore. Yeah. And that's what the question's about. It's about it's about All life. Right. It's not about behavior. Right. But there, the life actually affects the behavior while you're having life. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think there are, I've been kind of reading through the Old Testament again, but um, there are examples of people knowing, like even Cain and Abel, like, he knew what he did was wrong. There was no law to tell him mm-hmm. this is wrong. Mm-hmm. He knew that it wasn't mm-hmm. good. So we didn't necessarily need the law exactly. to like tell us that.
0: Because mankind already had the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. That's why Romans says said that, that um, it was from, uh, uh, you know, the law came, came during the time of Moses. Mm-hmm. And he says, nevertheless, death was already reigning from Adam to Moses, mm-hmm. even though sin is not imputed where there is no law
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it, there didn 't have to be an accounting of sin, they were still living in in that operating in that death, death.
1: which is what God wanted to save save, save us, us from saved us from that death. not from saving us from yeah. Knowledge of good, and, you know, yeah. doing the right thing. He wasn't trying to save us in that way. He was trying to give us life.
0: Give that, it's all about, but we were obsessed
1: with, and we still are a lot with good and evil. We're obsessed with that binary, that's, control, fear, all of that. And he's trying to bring us that's out. That's why
0: we like to talk about these things. We hope, yeah. we hope this helps somebody to to have their eyes open to see, like whether, like to see the difference. Mm-hmm between the land of law and the land of the living.
1: Yeah, like the, because they're two
0: separate things and you don't need, they don't. Paul said they're contrary to each other they're working against each other they're not mm-hmm. helping each other mm-hmm. you're not taking some of the law and bringing it over into the life and it's going to work mm-hmm. it, it just it's it they 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 don't go together mm. the, the, the bible has so many scriptures about that how they're contrary to each other mm-hmm. how a little leaven messes up the whole thing mm-hmm. and, and uh it's 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 two totally separate worlds to right. operate in right and right. it's called the world in the Bible. That land is called the world.
1: That's so interesting. It's very religious, but yeah. it's the world. That's so interesting because I think for so long I've always thought of the world as the non-Christian. That's what we think in our day
0: today. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what they were talking about at all. Right. Whenever Jesus said the world hated me, he didn't. Say, he didn't wasn't saying the sinners are hating yeah. me. sinners loved him.
1: That's such a good sinners trait. always yeah. loved him. Yeah,
0: it was the church that hated him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: because. He it confounded
1: that legalistic uh-huh. view, the right and wrong, and it was terrifying to it's let go them. of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: They were scared.
1: So good, honey. That is. Uh, so that's our talk about
0: leaving La La Land. We hope this uh, was a blessing to to uh, to you as you're listening, and uh, uh, hope that you can hear the joy of. That we've tasted the difference. We don't know everything about God. Nobody does at all. It's Mm -hmm. just, He's just so big and wonderful, but we can taste His goodness. Yeah. And, and the tasting that we've done has made all the difference. And it's real and it's good. And we just want people to come and taste with us. We say, Mm -hmm. come and see. Sometimes we just say, can you at least consider that maybe Mm -hmm. God is this good and even more?
1: Yeah. You said that in the beginning in first John, I think three, one. Where he said, "Consider yeah. how great a love this is, that we're considered the children, the children of God." Of God,
0: and we are literally, literally His children, His offspring. We have been born of Him, yeah. uh, as as spiritual uh, beings. But um, also, it speaks of we are the product mm. of the love of god. Yeah. And how we live our lives and how we think and the changes that are happening to us are the product of that, not they're not the product of living in the land of law. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we hope you have a wonderful day and tune into our next podcast and don't forget to share this with someone you think it might be uh, beneficial to. Have a great day.
1: Bye-bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review.
0: And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.